Hello there, friends. This is Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Hey, today we are going to talk about the Week 10 waiver wire pickups, the targets, you guys, you need to get onto your team. Uh, we do have a significant bye week this week. We've got Kansas City, Atlanta, and Dallas all on bye. So that is going to create some holes in your starting roster. So uh, you need to find these guys and get them on your team. Here we go. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Starting a guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship. Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast coming at you from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I got to say, man, we are, wow, the, the season goes by so quick. You know, it just takes, it just seems like it takes forever for it to get here. And then it gets here and it's almost over. Uh, and that's certainly case like uh, in my tournament leagues, there's really only two more weeks before you, you hit the playoffs. And so it's like total crunch time right now. But even for most other leagues, it's only, there's only four or five weeks left of games and then you're in the playoffs. So we're really, uh, we're, we're kind of wrapping things up really quickly here. Um, I hope uh, things are going well for you. This has been an extremely difficult year. Uh, you know, la- last week I was talking with Swami about like how many first round busts there have been this year. And there have been a ton. Um, it has been rough. And um uh, so I hope you're doing good out there. I hope you got teams in playoff position or the ability to make playoff position. Uh, that's what we're going to work on. And of course, my my strategy during the season is to never stop improving your team. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the Week 10 waiver wire. And uh, also wanted to let you all know that this week, bye weeks, we've got Kansas City, Atlanta, Dallas, and the New York Jets all on by this week. Now, normally that'd be really, really bad, but Dallas is terrible right now. So it's probably for the best that they're not playing and the Jets are a non-factor. Um, but both Kansas City and Atlanta, I have tons of shares from both these teams. So it's going to be an adjustment, and especially right here at crunch time, uh, to lose players like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey uh, are, is going to be a little bit tough. But Anyway, uh, we're going to make do. We're going to work on it. And there are some good options here. So so looking uh, at the quarterbacks, man, I got to tell you, there are some uh, matchups I like this week. Uh, so, uh, you know, again, if you're just streaming the quarterback position, here's some guys that you need to look for. Um, the first one is Jared Goff, who's only about 66% rostered. He uh, gets to play Seattle, who is the most generous defense in the league for opposing quarterbacks. Um, You know, I got to tell you, man, as as great and as exciting as Russell Wilson is in that offense, um, uh, Seattle just seems like they're going to be a first-round playoff exit because they can't stop anybody. You know, they they literally can't stop anybody. And um, that's a problem once you hit the playoffs. But for, for the time being, man, He's doing great, and so is that team, and I love DK Metcalf, and and uh, Tyler Lockett has done his second half disappearing act yet again. We'll see if he finally comes back and starts doing something, but um, anyway, uh, uh, you know, Seattle just allowed Josh Allen to get 400-plus passing yards and three touchdowns, so Jared Goff, I think, is a great option to pick up this week uh, for a start if you happen to have someone like Patrick Mahomes out. Uh, next up, who do we got? We got Tua. Tua, 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 Tua I, you know, I cannot say his last name, but we know who we're talking about, Miami uh, Dolphins quarterback. Um, now, we have a very small sample size. We've got two games. And the first one, he didn't do that great. And the second one, he did pretty good. Um, but the Chargers have allowed the 10th most points to quarterbacks. And both Derek Carr and Drew Locke had great games against them. And if those guys can do good, I think Tua can do good as well. 
Um, he is only like 20% rostered right now. And, and um, you know, but I think for week 10, I think he's a great option. I do have a couple of waiver claims out on him already. Uh, Dolphins five and three. Wow. Who would have thought? I wouldn't. I would not have thought that at the beginning of the season. So uh, good for them. Um, and then finally, a uh, quarterback that I like, Baker Mayfield. And, you know, Mayfield is always kind of a questionable choice just because of the nature of that offense, the run-first offense. Dar- um, Nick Chubb is expected to be back this week. Uh, maybe, maybe not till next week. But... Um, they get a nice matchup against Houston. And uh, Houston, again, very poor defense, can't do anything against quarterbacks. And uh, they just allowed Jake Luton to get over 300 passing yards last week in his first start in an NFL game. So this is not a difficult defense. Um, so I think Baker Mayfield is a start as well. Um, so let's let's uh, now move on to running backs. Now, uh, you know, before I begin, there's a couple of backfields right now. Backfields are all, there's a number of backfields that are questionable right now, but there's two that I really, really don't trust right now. Um, just because you don't, you never know who it's going to be that's going to, that's going to do well. And the, and that would be the Niners and the Chargers. And, and last week, the Chargers, who would have thought that Kalen Balage uh, would come off of the practice squad, be activated, and get a tremendous amount of volume. And so now everybody's calling him a uh, a waiver wire claim. You know, you should pick him up. I got to say, man, I don't trust it. I don't trust him. I don't trust that offensive system with the running backs. And, until Eckler gets back, um, it's just a mess. And so, uh, you know, everyone's putting up Kalen Ballage as a pickup. I, I would just steer clear. I would not bother with him. Um, likewise, uh, the Niners, man, I, I mean... You just never know who's going to be the main guy. This past week was Jared McKinnon. McKinnon had been ignored for like the prior three games, and then he had a big game. Um, you know, and and so there, there's just no way to tell who it's going to be. Who's going to be the hot hand that's going to get the volume that's going to be fantasy relevant? They're total crapshoots. And so um, if you have Jared McKinnon, uh, today would be a great day to offer him out for trade. You know, you're probably not going to get a whole lot for him. But if you have some depth issues, uh, some some issues you need to address, I think you can get something for him, something decent. Uh, you know, he's he's been pretty good when they've used him. So uh, anyway, th- those are just uh, two backfields that I don't trust right now. Uh, but you know what? There are some great guys out there that you need to pick up for running backs. And the first one is Duke Johnson of the Houston Texans. He's only 16% rostered, but uh, David Johnson was concussed this past week, so he's in concussion protocol. So I'm guessing he is not going to be able to play week 10 at a minimum. And so you've got, you know, you've got Duke Johnson there. Uh, <clears throat> they're playing Cleveland, which is not a formidable run defense. It's an okay run defense, but not that great. Uh, Duke Johnson got 16 touches last week, so uh, and I, I believe he got a touchdown. And so I think Duke Johnson is a great pickup for this week, a great flex option if you need it. Um, so I would go and get him. Uh, another one who I'm, I'm shocked at how low his roster percentage is, but it's J.D. McKissick of Washington. The dude got 14 targets last week. He was the most heavily targeted running back in the league. He's only 24% rostered. Uh, and, and this this is a guy, he is like a James White, okay? He's not getting a lot of usage on the ground game. He had three touches against the Giants. But I got to tell you, man, that 14 targets, he's absolutely startable, absolutely. And um, uh, of all of these running backs, I, I got to say, J.D. McKissick would be my number one choice to try to go get. Um, to get him, get him on your team, man. 
Uh, he is uh, he is a startable asset right now. Uh, and then uh, finally, we got Wayne Gallman, who is only 25% rostered. Um, he's gotten 10 plus fantasy points in each of the past three weeks. Uh, you know, uh, you, you've got um, uh, Devonta Freeman, who is currently injured. Uh, so you know what? It is Wayne Gallman. He's the lead back back there. Um, he's viable as a flex as long as uh, as long as Freeman is out. So uh, and he's only twenty five percent rostered. So again, that's a guy who's widely available across many leagues. So go find these guys. Go pick him up. JD McKissick especially. If you see him, just get him. Get him. Do whatever you need to do to get him because uh, he's great. Uh, let's uh, let's go on to the next. Uh, let's see your next section. Oh, wide receivers. Okay, so. I got to tell you, one of the most um, refreshing surprises uh, is on the struggling New England Patriots. I can't believe I'm saying those words together, struggling New England Patriots. Uh, barely won, barely beat the Jets yesterday. That that shows you how far that team has fallen from where they have been in the past. Uh, but uh, I got to say, Jacoby Myers uh, has been doing fantastic. 14 targets on Monday Night Football. That is uh, outstanding value. He's a startable asset right now immediately. Keep him started. Um, but, uh, you know, you do have to realize that they, the Pats do play Baltimore in Week 10, so that is a way tougher defense. Um, but with that sort of volume, you can't really bench a guy like that. So uh, good for Jacoby Myers. Uh, a fantastic midseason emergence here. Um, but he looks really great, and, and he is certainly my favorite of all these wide receivers I'm going to talk about. Um, uh, there's also a, a Darnell Mooney uh, of Chicago, who's only 14% rostered right now. Uh, Mooney has received a very consistent but but border what I call borderline volume. Um, you know he he's like a borderline flex value play. Like if you're really desperate for someone for your flex position, I think he's a good choice. Um, I'm not super excited about rostering him, but if you need a fifth or a sixth receiver, uh, I think he is. I think he's great. I think he is a decent option for bye weeks, um, which there's only a few left. But still, uh, you know certainly he. He is, he's an okay option. So we'll just leave it at that. Um, one guy who's really come on, which is, which is very, very interesting, uh, is uh, Curtis Samuel of the Carolina Panthers at 30% rostered. Uh, you know, Samuel has always been kind of a real disappointment during the, during the season. He's always come in with all this promise, never really delivered on it. Uh, this past year, I, I had him rated as, as one of my highest rated players to get in late rounds, but that, that kind of faded with the emergence of Robbie Anderson. Um, but still, it is a contract year for him, so I'm not surprised to see him performing like this. Uh, he's been great. He is kind of kind of a hybrid CMC, and, and of course, CMC um, coming back had a great game last week, but is injured again, so he might might not play. But uh, Samuel has been doing um, absolutely fantastic the past few weeks. Um, I, I gotta say, man, with this hot streak, he's being utilized in both the ground and through the air. Um, he. Uh, He's a startable asset right now, I, th I think. And in fact, I think he's a better startable asset right now than Robbie Anderson, who started out very hot but has kind of faded um, as the season has worn on. Uh, but Curtis Samuel looks great. So, um, you know, Jacoby e. Myers would be my number one choice, but Curtis Samuel definitely number, number two. Uh, okay, so for tight end, okay, we got a couple of decent tight end options this week on the waiver. Uh, these guys not as widely available as some of these other guys I've been talking about, but still... 
First one is Jimmy Graham with Chicago, <clears throat> who is only 49% rostered, uh, but he is getting a decent amount of, uh, of targets. He's averaging seven a week, which for a tight end is really pretty good. That's tight end one volume. So, uh, uh, you know, and, and if he gets you a touchdown, it's just the bonus. But even if he doesn't get you a touchdown, he can usually get you enough you know, just enough volume to make him worth starting in your tight end position. So um, I definitely like Jimmy Graham. See if he's available. Get him on your team if you if you can. Um, another one who who I kind of uh, disparaged last week, uh, but uh, Logan Thomas, who's been playing excellent, right? His issue is with the volume, and his volume has been um, really sub TE one, right? So he, he's only getting like four targets a week. Last week he got six, you know, so he's not one who I really feel comfortable starting unless you're totally desperate for a tight end. Like, you know, if he's your TE2 and Travis Kelsey's out this week, yeah, go ahead and start Logan Thomas. But I wouldn't put him in place of, of some, like if I have Jimmy Graham and Logan Thomas, I'd start Jimmy Graham. Um, but he, uh, he's he got a great matchup. Week 10 against Detroit, that's a nice matchup. Uh, so I would go for it, man. I mean, I, I definitely get him onto your roster onto your bench if you need a second tight end. So, um, uh, those are a couple of tight ends that, that you need to look for. Uh, by the way, Logan Thomas, 37% rostered. So he is pretty widely available. Uh, finally, we've got defenses, got some good streaming options at defenses this week. The first one is Philadelphia. Who's only 48% rostered. Uh, they get a great matchup against the Daniel Jones turnover machine. So, you know, again, that's what you want. I believe that the Giants are the most generous team for opposing defenses. So you got that going for you. Philadelphia would definitely be my top choice to pick up and play this week. Um, I also like Green Bay, who at 37% rostered, uh, you know, very easy to get. They get Jacksonville in week 10. That's always a positive thing. There's opportunities in Jacksonville. So uh, I do like that. And um, finally, Minnesota, who's only 23% rostered. Uh, they are playing Chicago. Now, of course, the Chicago defense is rock solid. It's a damn fine defense. Uh, but their offense is sputtering at best. Uh, Nick Foles, underwhelming. Most of the offensive assets on that team, massively underwhelming outside of Allen Robinson. So, uh, um, you know, you got that going for you. You probably have the whole Dalvin Cook dominating the time of possession. So uh, it, it should be a well-rested defense, a defense that gets time to, um, you know, uh, to make things happen. So uh, I got to say, man, um, uh, Minnesota defense, I think, is a good streaming option this week as well. So those are some waiver wire options for you. I hope uh, I hope your week nine went well. Uh, mine actually went pretty good. Like I said, I got a couple of teams that are in playoff position, maneuvering others to get them into playoffs. So uh, that's good. Uh, but I've continued to have the, uh, the, the issue, the ongoing issue of people scoring co colossal amounts of points against my teams on a weekly basis. I, I don't even know how it's said. There, there's, there's one league where I've, I've scored like the third most points. Uh, but again, I've had the most points scored against me of any other team, and it's not even close. It's like I've had 150 more points scored against me than any other team in the league. And of course, I'm sitting in the basement. I'm like at two and two and seven now. I can't catch a break. And it's a good team. It's got, you know, it it, um, it has um, um, Russell Wilson. I mean, I got Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett on this team, and I'm like at two and <laughs> two and seven because I'll score 148 points and lose to some guy that scores 165. You know, I, I I don't even know what to do about that. There's really nothing you can do about that. It's a, it's called snake bit. 
It happens every year. You got at least one snake bit team. I got that snake bit team, but I got a couple of them that are just uh, driving me nuts. So uh, anyway, everybody, uh, uh, good luck with your waiver wires this week. Uh, if you have any questions about any other players, let me know. And again, my primary focus when I'm looking at the waiver wire is volume. Uh, I don't want the guy that got... Two, three targets and two touchdowns. That's not the guy I want. That, that is not a guy you should target. You get you get seduced by how many points they scored, and then you realize that it was just a total fluke that they they scored like that. So I'm always looking for the volume, and that's what I want. When I'm when I'm looking at these guys, these guys get the volume enough volume that you can comfortably start them. You're not just sitting there starting them, hoping they get a touchdown and making it worth it. Because uh, if they don't score a touchdown, they're going to get you three points, right? You don't want that. That's the worst. So. Um, Anyway, uh, good luck in week nine. Please like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Leave a comment down below. Love to talk to you. And uh, anyway, uh, good luck with your waivers. Go out and get these players, and I will talk to you soon. Have a good one, everybody.